Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. How you doing, Heather? I'm well. How are you? I'm I, I'm trying to get myself out of out of some ruts. I I and I'm 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 trying to get out of ruts while building new routines. Which I mean, maybe routines make me feel like I'm going into another rut. But I I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes I get this. Ugh, everything's the same, and I it, 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 changing things is so hard. And you got any thoughts that'll make life easier for me? Well, I was actually thinking about ruts too, but I was thinking about getting helping kids get out of ruts. <laughs> oh well, well maybe maybe specifically helping Jeff get out of a rut, but <laughs> maybe some of the kids stuff maybe it's transferable. Yeah, young kids. A lot of things we our, our relationships with other people can fall into ruts. Um, and although I'm sure you have many new habits that you need to incorporate into your life. <laughs> Maybe we need to um, think about the the kind of ruts of relationships and how we can um, help uh, um, jumpstart some of them so that we're not always falling into the same pattern. Sweet, because I do that too. So where do we start? Well, I think, first of all, it's that um, same old mantra that I, I, I mentioned as the golden rule for, and it's okay to go up the slide, which is if something's bothering you, it's time to make a change. And that noticing it in the first place, noticing that something's bothering you or noticing that it's that it is a rut, maybe that your five year old always has this problem at a certain time of day or something or mm-hmm. continually gets into fits interacting with a certain person or a certain sibling over you know just recognizing that there's something going on is the first step because you can't even do anything about it unless you say, "Oh." You know, before we go out the door for school every morning, she seems to fall apart, uh-huh. you know, or, or whatever it is. Can't get her coat on or just can't find her things or whatever the thing might be. So once you realize there's something going on, then you can start saying, hmm, this seems to be kind of a, a habit or a pattern or a rut or a routine that we've fallen into. Yeah, and that, that, that process of just identifying the thing that's bothering you or the thing that's the, the, the trouble can, can really be challenging for people, you know, until you step back and you kind of step outside of yourself a little bit and, and look for it. You know, the, there's always a meltdown in the morning and, and just identifying that that's the thing, that it's a, it's a thing that we struggle with kind of as, right. in our own lives and with kids. Right. I mean, and, and I don't want to belittle how hard that is to recognize because sometimes we just, we're in the moment, we get frustrated, we get into a little power struggle or whatever it is with, with the other person, and then we just go on and do it all over again the next day and the next day and the next week and, and on and on, and, and sen- suddenly they're grown up and you know, maybe we're still in those habits. Yeah, yeah, you know, we think get about so when close you go to visit it. Your, your own, you know, family yeah. at Thanksgiving, maybe you fall back into those same patterns. Exactly. So, 
it's it's tricky to see the things that happen every day, but um, maybe noticing when you're feeling frustrated and if you need to at first, jot it down on a little you know piece of paper or your phone or however you jot things down and then notice if you're finding some patterns because chances are there's some trigger moments in the day and maybe you can put your finger on them right now um, or just some moods or I mean they don't have to be um, meltdowns of that sort. It can just be um, siblings going at each other over a certain item or whatever it might be. Um, but I know that I have trouble sometimes noticing my own patterns. For example, when I was starting to write books, I thought, okay, the kids are in bed. It's nine, um, you know, it's, the dishes are done. I've finished everything I have to do for the day. It's nine o'clock at night. I should sit down and write a book. <laughs> How'd that go? Well, I did manage to get myself into a chair with either paper and pencil or, or a computer, but that's about as far as it went. And night after night, I would try it at 9 o'clock, and I would sit there in a vegetable state, mm-hmm. and nothing would happen. And it took me a long time to realize that that habit wasn't going to work. I needed a different one. Um, so sometimes self-recognition can be tricky and, and just be aware of it. But once you've figured out that there's something going on and that maybe, well, if it's bothering you, you can do something about it. That's very empowering. Uh-huh. It's often when we just get frustrated. Maybe what we do in reaction to the meltdown every morning is make sure we call up a friend and go have coffee with them and kvetch about life. Yeah. <laughs> Which can be very um, fulfilling. Yeah, that opportunity but it, it to vent change anything. Uh, yeah. So what does change things? That it, I mean, it's it's identifying it and then doing a thing. Yeah, there's lots of things I suppose you can do, but one of them, let's say that the relationship that's bothering you is with you and your your young child. Um, usually, in the heat of the moment, you can't do anything about it. You know, try to get off to wherever you're going on time um, or try to listen to their feelings. But when they're not in the throes of that moment, uh-huh. when it's a calm time, maybe it's a couple days later, maybe it's after their tummies are full, they had a good night's sleep, you know, everything's going along fine, and they're in this calm moment, that's when you could bring it up with them. You know, problem solving in the heat of the moment only works so well. But you could say, I've noticed, or I've, uh, you know, I've, I, I noticed that when we have to leave to go to daycare or whatever the scenario is, that this often happens. Or I'm wondering, you know, what you're, you're feeling when, when this happens every time we do this. And I've been wondering about that. And see what they say. And what if they say, I don't know. I mean, not that, not that a child would ever do that, but... Oh, no, 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 especially not. Well, um, another thing, and, and just picking on you because you're male, um, a lot of times having conversations about feelings and so on with, with, a, with a boy child, it can help to put something in his hands. And not just boys, but... A man, child, a my, a man child as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know... Do this over Play-Doh. Uh-huh. Do this over throwing a ball back and forth, rolling a ball. It doesn't have to be, now we're going to sit down and talk about our feelings. Yeah. It's, a, it's a more, um, and sometimes, and, and, and don't put words in their mouth. Wait for them to 
say something. They may not say anything for a while. They might not say anything even in that moment. Yeah. But you have raised the subject, and they know that it's kind of a okay thing to talk about because you were calm when you mentioned it. They were feeling calm. And they may come up with an idea even a few hours later or a couple of days later. Yeah, and um, this is this is another opportunity for that personal kind of research and 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 looking for looking for your own answers and identifying things, uh, because you can you can figure out with a kid when the best time to have those conversations is if you if you just start paying a little bit of attention to how they react to it. I found out when my when my son was little, the best time. Well, even not little, the best time to have some of those conversations were when we were driving because mm-hmm. we're, he's, he's either, strapped in. Yeah, he's strapped <laughs> in. When he was little and he was strapped in in the back, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't the eye contact thing, but it was us and, and just us, and we were probably going someplace he wanted to go, and so there's kind of a good mood thing going on there. And then when he got older and he's sitting up front with me, it's, again, you're, you're there and you're together, but there's not that, it's, it's not a face-to-face thing, and I think that can be... Sometimes for some kids is an intimidating thing because they they look they feel like they're getting looked down on and and so we the the vehicle conversation was what ended up working with with uh, with him and it, it took some time to figure that out. Yeah, and and, and your your own fi- whatever situation you're in, you you may find a lot of people say car conversations work work well, and often that means that other people aren't in the car with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you have all the other siblings strapped in in the back seat, well, this isn't your private moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, often the, this is what I call asking the expert, and I talk about this in my book too, is just, you know, the, the, the child here is the expert, not necessarily about everything in the world, but she knows how she's feeling. She knows how she sees the world. Mm-hmm. And so just stopping and being respectful enough to say, hey, I've noticed this. What do you think? Um, she may come up with a really corny idea, but you can try it. If she thinks it'll work, maybe it'll work. <laughs> um, I, w- I remember when I was little, I threw a lot of temper tantrums when I was completely out of control. And one time I remember um, at the prompting of the preschool teachers, when my mother said, what do I do? They said, what, why don't you ask her? You know, not when she's in the midst of, out of control, but some Uh other time. And so I remember distinctly sitting on the living room carpet and my mother saying, when you get all out of control like that, what would help? And I thought, well, finally, she's getting around. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I said immediately, hug me. That's what I wanted. I knew the answer. Uh And I said, hug me. And she said, oh, because that was the last thing on her mind. (laughs) You know, when, when you have a child who's screaming and, and whirling around with arms and legs, you know, you don't want to get anywhere near them, let alone <laughs> exactly. hug them. <laughs> and it, so she said, well, okay, well, we can try that next time if there's a next time. Of course, there was a next mm-hmm. time. And I remember she, I remember her voice saying, um, do, you want, do you want a hug right now? And I just went right into the hug. And I, that was the fastest temper tantrum. Yeah, I got over it really uh-huh. quickly because that pressure was indeed what I needed and that reassurance mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. So, yeah, your child might say, uh, I don't know, it's possible you get those kind of answers. Uh-huh. But they also might have the spot-on answer or a creative answer or ten answers, and you can try them all. 
Yeah, because there's nothing there's nothing wrong with trying them. If you're in a situation that's driving everybody crazy, whether it's the out the door meltdown in the morning or the I don't want to do my homework meltdown or 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 those that the headbutting that goes on, any attempt at a solution is a step in the right direction. Right, and and the child feels that okay, we're working on this together, and and that she or he respects me enough to ask my opinion and and follow it, you know, and see what's see what's going to happen, and knowing if it doesn't work well, we're back to the drawing board, but that we're working on this together as a team, and it's not a power struggle. It's a okay, so let's try this. If this doesn't work, let's try this, and we're going to get this, you know. That it's that we both want to find a solution to it. Yeah, and so just that just that that process might be the solution in some situations. Well, the process is all about establishing a good relationship between each other. Exactly. You know, that process itself is all about respect. Uh-huh. So even going through the process can help build bridges between you. And, and don't try to have these deep philosophical conversations in the heat of the moment that's when it doesn't work yeah when everybody's boiling over it's it's hard to figure out uh, good mm-hmm. solutions but choose another time and and first notice there's a problem in the first place and that that yes you could do something about it so those are all re- um, revelations in uh, normal routines cool any more on this one Oh, well, as soon as you solve that one, there's going to be another one that comes <laughs> yeah. up, you know. But, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. That's, that's all that you need to focus on. One, and, one, um, one rut at a time. One rut at a time. Life, one rut at a time. <laughs> yes. I think that about covers it. Hey, <laughs> Heather, I was reading an email from you the other day, and down on the uh, the closing, um, it, it appears you got a book coming out in uh, in March, and it's almost March. So maybe we should remind listeners about that in case they want to check it out. Oh yeah, that is it is almost March. I, I've been looking at that calendar too. My my book is for children this time, so it is. Um, if you have started with following me when your kids were in preschool with It's Okay Not to Share and so on, and now they've got a little bit older, well, this is a book for, it says it's for 8 to 12-year-olds. It's a chapter book, um, but I know that 7-year-olds and so on have had their parents read it aloud to them, so it's any kind of elementary school and early middle school age. And the book is called The Griffins of Castle Cary. And where do they find that? Where does it? <laughs> yeah, where, I mean, where, where? Well, you can't find it yet because it's only February. But in March, it should be in, in all places where books are sold. Gonna... And if anybody wants to come to Traverse City, Michigan, we're going to have a big old book birthday party Ooh. at our Traverse Library on March 3rd at 3 o'clock. So that's 3, 3 at 3. We're going to have a book birthday party with cake and balloons and hopefully a giant Newfoundland dog because there's a giant Newfoundland dog in the book as one of the characters. And if you go to if you go to Amazon right now, even though it's not March yet, you can uh, pre-order it on Amazon. Uh, you, you can. You can just type in. And if you want personalized signatures and things like that, you can order it from one of the Traverse City bookstores and they will just call me. Normally, I would say I would just bicycle on over to the bookstore and sign it for you. But since it's February and we're on our 10th snow day, I would say I would ski down to do that. You come in with sled dogs to 
to the I might need sled dogs to get to the bookstore this time. Well, maybe you'll just be hanging around the bookstore having coffee or something, and you'll just you'll just be there if they're they're buying the book anyway, because because uh, you got to get out of the house, so that'd be good. Hey, you know what we should do in a future episode? And we don't have to do this, but I just thought of it. You should do a dramatic reading of 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 a couple a couple sections of the book in an in an upcoming episode. I think that'd be fun. Um, All right. I think and so. Be, it's a little bit spooky, so I don't want to scare you. Oh, that'd be. I would love to be spooked out with a dramatic reading. Hey, this has been Renegade Rules. Check out the book, and uh, if you're in a rut, a relationship rut, a behavior rut with your kids, uh, step back and identify it, and have some conversations about it, and work together for some solutions. And uh, keep listening to the Renegade Rules podcast. That's that's a that's a solution for kind of all that ails you when it comes to working with kids. Uh, that's a good rut. <laughs> yeah, that's a good rut to be in. Back soon with another episode. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.